With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for righteousness of Father. Recorded live. Thank you, Father. But thank you, Yahweh. That you open up the eyes of our understanding that we may comprehend and understand with your spirit is speaking to us individually today. Illuminate our hearts and our minds, O oh Father, as we enter into this word concerning your guidance, O oh Lord God. We desire to be guided by you, Father. We desire to know your will for our lives, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Yahweh. That you would never leave us nor forsake us, O Father. That, Father, we don't ever have to be alone, O Lord. Because we have your presence with us, O Father. Thank you, Yahweh. For all that you've done for us, O Lord, we thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Christ the Messiah's name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. We give you the glory, O oh Lord God. Because you are worthy. You are worthy to be praised, O oh Father. So we give you the glory and we give you the honor, O oh Yahweh. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, Abba Daddy. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord. Because you are worthy to be praised, O oh Father. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Christ the Messiah's name, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning, good morning to you, beloved, on this Monday morning. 
Welcome to Women of Grace, a voice in the wilderness. Hallelujah. As we continue on in our new series, Knowing the Voice of God, we're on Lesson 1 in our online Bible college studies. This is Part 2. Hallelujah. I know that uh, we have out my uh, on the speaker in the archives. We have other lessons, but that's dealing with um, Harvest Time International Institute of Knowing the Voice of God. So we're going to mix them both up together, hallelujah, because both of them have um, great riches of wisdom and knowledge as well as the Word of God uh, for the hearer, for the, the believer, that now is the time for us to have our ears anointed that we may hear the voice of God. We must all be on the same frequency where God is at. It's just like tuning in to a radio station that you have to constantly, especially using an old radio station, hallelujah, an old radio, that you have to move around a bit and mess mess with the uh, the uh, the little guiding thing, until that station comes in clear. And this is how it is with hearing the voice of God. God does speak audibly, audibly. Just like I am speaking with you, you can come in the position where God, you can hear God audibly speak to you. It is a fact it can happen as it did with Moses, as it did with Abraham, as it did with Noah, as it did with Elijah, and all of the other men of old and women of old. Hallelujah. That you can hear and recognize Yahuwah's voice. Glory to God, because Jesus is the shepherd of our soul. He is the great shepherd, and he's the one that lead us. Hallelujah. Uh, to uh, rivers of water, hallelujah, green pastures. He is the great shepherd over our soul, and we want to be able to hear and recognize the shepherd's voice. I'm going to play Exodus chapter 3, chapter 3 and 4 for you, because this is part of our lesson, hallelujah, Yes, I'm going to uh, play Exodus chapter 3 and 4 for you because it's part of our lesson. Listen in, hallelujah, to the word of, of Yahweh. God called to him from the midst of the bush. 
Moses. Moses. Here I am. Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Who am I? that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. I will certainly be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel, and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? I am who I am. Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together, and say to them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited you, and seen what is done to you in Egypt. And I have said I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites to a land flowing with milk and honey. Then they will heed your voice. And you shall come, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt. And you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us. And now, please, let us go three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go, no, not even by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. And after that he will you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be when you go 
that you shall not go empty-handed. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor, namely of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters. So you shall plunder the Egyptians. nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and, and, and slow of tongue. Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I, the Lord? Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. Oh, my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know he can speak well. And look, he is also coming out to meet him. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth. And I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesman to the people. And he himself shall be as a mouth for you. And you shall be to him 
as God. And you shall take this rod in your hand, with which you shall do the signs. Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Please let me go and return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive. Go in peace. Now the Lord said to Moses in Midian, Go, return to Egypt, for all the men who sought your life are dead. Then Moses took his wife and his sons and set them on a donkey, and he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand, and the Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you do all those wonders before Pharaoh which I have put in your hand. But I will harden his heart, so that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I say to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me. But if you refuse to let him go, indeed I will kill your son, your firstborn. And it came to pass on the way, at the encampment, that the Lord met him, and sought to kill him. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at Moses' feet. Surely you are a husband of blood to me. So he let him go. You are a husband of blood. Because of the circumcision. And the Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went and met him on the mountain of God and kissed him. So Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him. And Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. Then he did the signs in the sight of the people. So the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel, and that he had looked on their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. Hmm. Love, love, listening to... Um, the word, hallelujah, the out of the um dramatized word, hallelujah, that um really puts imagination, uh, kicks in, stimulates your imagination of being right there on the scene, hallelujah, of the men and women of old, as we listen to the word of God. Glory to God. I do have the Amplified Bible in um audio. I just have to Remember where I put it on my computer. I just can't remember where I put it on my computer. But let's go into our word. Let's get into our word, beloved. Get your swords in your hand. 
hallelujah, and turn to Exodus chapter 33. And we're going to read verses 12 to 18. Now, that was uh, uh, Exodus chapter 3 through 4 that we just listened to. And this is dealing with God's guidance. Hallelujah. That God is a God that wants to guide us. He is our Father. He is Abba Daddy. And and he guides us. Hallelujah. as he did with Moses, as he did with Abraham, as he did with Noah. And it's just a matter of us tuning in to his voice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Exodus chapter 33, verses 12 to 18 reads out of the Amplified Bible. Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you progressively become more deeply and intimately and that I may find favor in your sight. And the Lord do consider that this nation is your people. And the Lord said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. And Moses said to the Lord, if your presence does not go with me, do not carry us up from here. For by what shall it be known that I and your people have found favor in your sight? Is it not in your in your going so that we are distinguished, I and your people, from all, all the other people? On the faith, I will do this thing also that you have asked, for you have found favor, loving kindness, and mercy in my sight, and I know you personally and by name. And Moses said, I beseech you, show me your glory. Let's continue reading because this story is very interesting. Interesting of the dialogue that Moses was having with the with the Lord. Glory to God. We must remember that they did not have a, the written word in the Old Testament. They did not have the written word. But here, Moses is conversing with Yahweh, the great I Am. He goes on to say in verse 19, and he said, and God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, before you. For I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy and loving kindness on whom I will show mercy and loving kindness. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. 
And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place besides me, and you shall stand upon the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cliff of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. If we recall in our earlier studies, the beginning, the cha- uh, part one of this study, that the word of God said in Genesis chapter 3 that God was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. God himself manifest himself to Adam and Eve. Why? Because they were sinless. Sin had not yet entered, hallelujah, into the world. Adam had not yet sinned. So they he had the he was pure and fresh. He had the total character and likeness of God. And he had the glory of God already covering him. So he was able to sit with the Father, hallelujah, and not die. But it says in in Genesis that after Adam sinned, he heard the voice of God. God was calling to Adam. And when Adam heard the voice of God, Adam and Eve, they hid from God. Sin caused them to hide from the almighty God because they knew that they disobeyed. Hallelujah. Just as today, sin will separate you from your God. Hallelujah. Here in Exodus chapter 33, verses 12 to 18, Christ is all in this. Glory to God. Let's take a look. He says, Moses is talking to God. Hallelujah. He's talking to God. In verse 15, in verse 15, it says, And Moses said to the Lord, If your presence does not go with me, do not carry us up from here. Key verse. He says, if your presence does not go with me, do not carry us up from here. Hallelujah. We should have the presence of God with us. God, Moses was acknowledging that God was the head, that he was the leader. He was acknowledging that if God was not with them or with him that he didn't want to depart the place where they were camping at at that time. Glory to God. We must have the same attitude. Hallelujah. That if the presence of the Lord is not with us, we should not be going to thus and so. We should not go be going to these places because the, if the presence of the Lord is not with us. He said, in verse um, 16, he said, Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinguished, I and your people, from all the other people upon the face of the earth? 
The presence of God, hallelujah, in our lives makes us different from others in the earth earth realm. If I if I if I said that right. It is the presence of God. Hallelujah. And you know the lost can see the glory of God on you. They can tell if you've been spending of time in God's presence. And when we're in God's presence, as Moses was in God's presence, hallelujah, not only our inward man changes, but our outward appearance changes also. The illuminating light begins to shine, and you know the lost can see that. They can see that you're different. Hallelujah. See, we don't want to be in the in crowd. We want to be distinguished from other people, other religions. In verse 17, here it says, And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing also that you have asked, for you have found favor, loving kindness and mercy in my sight, and I know you personally and by name. Hallelujah. When we spend time in the presence of the Lord, the word of God says that God knows us personally and that he calls us by name. He knows our name. Hallelujah. Here in Revelation chapter 2, verse 17, it reads, He who is able to hear, let him listen to and heed what the Spirit says to the assemblies, churches, to him who overcomes, conquers, I will give to eat of the manna that is hidden, and I will give him a white stone with a new name engraved on the stone which no one knows or understands except he who receives it. God, hallelujah, has a name engraved on a white stone for those that listen, that hear his voice and listen. He says, listen, let him listen to and heed what the Spirit says to the assembly, the churches, to him who overcomes, conquers, I will give to eat of the manna that is hidden, and I will give him a white stone with a new name engraved on the stone. Hallelujah. To him who overcomes and conquers. We have been promised a a new name. Hallelujah written on a white stone that the Lord will give to each and every believer that conquers and overcomes. Hallelujah. So he knows our name. Verse 18, hallelujah. Moses wanted to see the glory of God. Hallelujah. He wanted to walk in intimate relationship as did Adam, Eve, and Enoch did. Hallelujah. But God said, because, hallelujah, but because of sin, through the bloodline of Adam, hallelujah, that every man has sinned because of what Adam has done, that we cannot behold the face of God. But see, God is so awesome, y'all. The word became flesh. 
and tabernacled here on the earth for three years. Hallelujah. We beheld his glory. Those that were around Christ, the Messiah, during that time, they saw the face of God. He's so awesome. Jesus said that if you see me, he was talking to Thomas. He said, Thomas, if you see me, you have seen the Father. Hallelujah. So the word became flesh and dwelt among his own kind. The apostles, the disciples, the 70 other followers that was with him, the people in Jerusalem saw the face of God through Christ the Messiah. God made a way, hallelujah, for man to behold him, and that was through his son. Let's move on because it talks about the cliff of the rock. He says um, God was going to make his name known to Moses. His name is I am that I am. Hallelujah. That's his eternal name. Let's move down to verse 21. And he said, and the Lord said, behold, there is a place besides me, and you shall stand upon the rock. Who is the rock? Yeshua. Jesus is the rock. And when we build our foundation up on the rock, Christ the Messiah, there is safety, there is peace. Hallelujah. And this rock is besides Yahuwah, Abba Daddy, Christ the Messiah. Verse 22, and while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cliff of the rock. The word of God said that the born-again believer is hidden in Christ Jesus which is the rock. Hallelujah. If you are born again, beloved, by by water and the spirit, you are hidden in the cliff of the rock, which is Christ, the Messiah. He says, and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. God is covering every born again believer. Hallelujah. He is upholding us. He is sustaining us because we are hidden in Christ, which is the rock. Hallelujah. We can behold the glory of God. Hallelujah. Turn your swords to Numbers. Numbers chapter 12. And hold your place at verse 3. Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. Now, as we read the story of Moses, you quick, we quickly discover that he, like other men and women in the Bible, who received guidance from the Lord, was not perfect. He was an ordinary man subject to common human frailties. He experienced times of disillusionment, discouragement, self-pity, and low self-esteem. But Moses, like all the others, had something that attracted the Lord's favor, a heart after God. Do you have a heart that is after God? Hallelujah. And if you have a heart that's after God, you will obtain God's favor. Hallelujah. 
There is one dynamic characteristic that stands out in the life of Moses. Here in Numbers chapter 12, verse 3, hits on it when it states, Now the man Moses was very meek, gentle, kind, and humble, or above all the men on the face of the earth. It says that Moses was meek. He was gentle. He was kind. He was humble above all the men on the face of the earth. Hallelujah. Now, Hollywood, the new Moses movie, the new Exodus movie, hallelujah, and there's many other movies, hallelujah, of the Ten Commandments, where they, hallelujah, depict Moses as being angry, as being mean, hallelujah, being bossy. That's Hollywood, the Hollywood movie, except for the very first one that came out. I can't think of the actor, well-known actor, that played, played that character. In that, they showed him as being meek and, and humble. But because Moses was meek, gentle, kind, and humble, he had favor with God. Th- that, hallelujah, he had favor with God. That was one of his dominant characteristics. Glory to God. Turn your swords to Hebrews chapter 5. I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 3. And verse 5, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 5. Here it reads out the Amplified, and Moses certainly was faithful in the administration of all God's house, but it was only as a ministering servant. In his entire ministry, he was but a testimony to the things which were to be spoken, the revelations to be given afterward in Christ. Here it says that he was a testimony. Hallelujah. He was a ministering servant. Hallelujah. And he was a testimony to the things which were to be spoken. The revelations to begin afterward in Christ. Afterward in Christ. That's past tense. Hallelujah. Here, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 5, tells us that Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house. It is incredible to realize that one of the greatest leaders in Israel's history humbled himself as a servant to the purposes of God. God is looking for humble servants. Not those that are proud, not those that are haughty, not those that uh, are making threats of what God will do to you if you continue to mess with me. But he's looking for humble servants. Hallelujah. A sister in the Lord made a statement that disturbed me. And uh, talking about someone, hallelujah, Basically doing stuff to to uh, basically agitate them. Mind you, this this other sister 
that they was talking about was not is not a born again believer. But the sister in the Lord, hallelujah, which I feel is full of pride, made a statement and said if this, this other individual do not stop harassing me or bothering me or agitating me, they were leaning to their own understanding that their daddy God was going to deal with them. Hallelujah. And and the statement kind of bothered me. Glory to God. Instead, when when we have people, you know, God's God sets people in our lives. And you know, the enemy can only get permission to harass us. He just can't just do it. Just walk up and do it. Hallelujah. Because as we just read in Exodus, that we have the covering of God on us. So God will allow things to happen in your life to build your character, to build your trust in him, hallelujah, and to teach you patience with people. And the body of Christ lacks patience. Tolerance, endurance with the sheep of God. Hallelujah. Many are not humble. Many are not meek like Moses. Many are not gentle. They're not kind. Glory to God. But what she said disturbed me. It bothered me. Hallelujah. That we're so quick, hallelujah, to... to Treat people as that we're better than them, that God would defend and take care of you because you're getting on my nerves, per se. Hallelujah. Or you're not obeying what I have, my instructions of what I told you, so we get upset. Instead, our prayer should be, Father, why is thus and thus and so doing this? What is your purpose, Father? Show me, Lord, their purpose and their intentions that I may pray correctly for them. Hallelujah. Notice what I said. Show me their purpose and their intention in my life so that I can pray correctly for them. Too many of us, we get titles, especially prophetess, female prophetess. Hallelujah. We get proud, we get arrogant, and, and, and we think that that's okay, that, that that's the character of a prophet. That's incorrect. That's wrong doctrine. Here it says Moses was a prophet. Hallelujah, of the Lord. He was a servant of the Lord. He was a prophet. He had a title. God called him. But yet it's said here in Numbers and here in Hebrews that Moses was meek. He was gentle. He was kind and humble. And also that he was a ministering servant, that he took on the position and role of being God's servant. Glory to God. See, it's not the title that makes you important in the face of God. It's having a humble and meek heart, 
an obedient heart, being a servant, willing to be a servant for God, meaning that you're a servant to all. Hallelujah. But many in the body of Christ are full of pride, haughty spirits. Hallelujah. Um, uh, I can't think of the pastor's name. And it was a confirmation where he said there is another spirit in uh, the body of Christ that is perpetrating itself as the Holy Spirit that many are receiving. Hallelujah. Many have experienced traumas in their life, need to be careful for other people, praying for them. Hallelujah. Many have received the wrong spirit. See, because the Holy Spirit is not haughty, is not full of pride, is easily to convert with. Hallelujah. It's not debatable. It's not argumentative. It's gentle. It's kind. It's humble. It's meek. The Holy, the true Ruah HaKadosh Spirit of God. But many have received a false spirit. Turn your swords to Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. Hold your place there. Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 15. Also, we're back in Hebrews. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hold your place at verse 26. We want to develop, we want the Holy Spirit to develop in us a meekness, a humbleness, a kindness in our heart towards all mankind. Hallelujah. To develop his fruits within us. Glory to God that we will have the spirit of patience. Hallelujah, our brothers and sisters in Christ. We don't want to speak mean or harsh to them. We don't want to discourage them in the things of the Lord. Now, Moses, hallelujah, it, hallelujah, became a servant of the, of the purposes of God. And like the Messiah whom he foresaw, here in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15, reads out the Amplified, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet. A prophet from the midst of your brethren like me, Moses, to him you shall listen. Moses was a prophet of God. If you want to say Moses was the very first prophet that went out to speak for God. Hallelujah. Here it has a commentary note. The insertion of this promise in connection with the preceding prohibition might warrant the application which some make of it to that order of true prophets whom God commissioned in unbroken succession to instruct, to direct, and warn his people in the view of the guests 
of it is there is no need to consult with diviners and soothsayers. For I shall afford you the benefit of divinely appointed prophets for judging of those identity, for judging of whose identity a sure clue is given. Hallelujah. But the prophet here promised was preeminently the Messiah, for he alone was like unto Moses in his ministerial character and the peculiar excellence of his ministry and the number, variety, and magnitude of his miracles in his close and familiar communion with God and in his being the author of a new dispensation of religion. Talking about the Messiah, Yeshua. This prediction was fulfilled 1,500 years afterwards and was expressly applied to Christ by Peter and by Stephen. Hallelujah. This is out of the commentary of Robert James A.R. Fuchs and David Brown commentary. Here in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 20, hallelujah, talks about a prophet. He said, but the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. Verse 22, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or prove true, that is a word which the Lord has not spoken, but the prophet has spoken it presumptuously, you shall not be afraid of him. Hallelujah. He says, if the word did not come to pass or prove to be true, the Lord did not speak that word. The Lord did not speak through that prophet or prophetess. It says, but the prophet has spoken in it, it presumptuously, and we are not to be afraid of them. It's many that are prophesying out of their emotions, out of their feelings, out of their flesh. Glory to God. And when we do that, we damage lives. When we do that, we damage lives. You know, hallelujah. Um, God had to apologize. He used a, a servant, and he had to apologize to me for people that called themselves prophets were speaking curses in my life, basically, because it was not God that was speaking it. When we speak presumptuously, we're speaking curses. Prophets, prophetess, if you're listening, obey the voice of God. If God tells you to speak a word, you speak it exactly as you hear him speaking it to you. If he does not speak a word, he tells you not to say nothing, don't you say not one word. Hallelujah. We must learn to hear the voice of God. And there is another voice in the earth realm that is speaking 
There is another false Holy Spirit, a perpetrator Holy Spirit that is, that is not from God, that is speaking in the body of Christ. We believers, the born again, the true, must develop our ears to hear the voice of God, be on his frequency. In Hebrews, hallelujah, it says that God is going to raise up a prophet, and that prophet was Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah. He is the head prophet of all of the prophets. Here in Hebrews, Chapter 11, verse 26, it reads, He considered the contempt and abuse and shame brought for the Christ the Messiah who was to come to be greater wealth than all the treasures of Egypt, for he looked forward in a way to the reward, recompense. Talking about Egypt. I'm talking, talking about Moses. Hallelujah. Here he's talking about Moses. Moses, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. Turn your swords to Philippians, chapter 2 and verse 7. Philippians, chapter 2 and verse 7. Hallelujah. He made himself a servant. He took on the guise of a servant, beloved. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? We, as believers, should take on the guise of a servant. We should be willing to be servants for the Most High God. Hallelujah. Instead of others serving us. We should have a heart and a mind to serve in the kingdom of God. But everybody wants to be a chief. Everybody wants to be a chief. No one wants to be an Indian. Indian being the servant. Hallelujah. That is. I'm looking up the word servant so we can have a clear understanding of what a servant is, hallelujah, that many of us do not want to be. The word servant means one who is privately employed to perform domestic services to one who is publicly employed to perform services as for a government. This is a servant, people. Three, one who expresses submission, recognition, or recognizes, or debt to another. Hallelujah. This is a servant. Professions, a person employed to work for another, especially one who performs household duties, government policies, and um, diplomacy, hallelujah, we are servants of the Most High God, a person employed by another, especially to perform domestic duties. We are servants of the Most High God. We have been employed by God. 
Moses was employed by God. Hallelujah. A person employed by the government. He is the king. Hallelujah. A person working in the service of another, especially in the household. A person working in the service of another, especially in the household. Hallelujah. Many of us do not want to become servants because we don't want to humble ourselves. Hallelujah. We have been employed by God, and we are to be leaders, are to be servants to the people. Jesus said in his word, if you want to be greatest among everyone, that you must become a servant. And we're going to touch into that scripture in a little bit. You must become a servant if you want to be great in the kingdom of God. Philippians chapter 2 verse 7 reads, But stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity. Christ stripped himself of all privileges and right and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant slave and that he became like men and was born a human being hallelujah let's read verse 8 also and after he had appeared in human form he abased and humbled himself Still, Father, and carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even the death of the cross. Hallelujah. If we are being transformed into the image and likeness of Christ, doesn't Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 and 8 apply to us? Hallelujah. Think about that, beloved. If we are to be transformed into the image of Christ, the Messiah, doesn't Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 and 8 apply to us? If we are mimicking our Father, And Christ, ought we not also do as Christ did for others? Hallelujah. Looking for the, um, he said, becoming servants, my servant whom. And the servants of the owner came to him. Hallelujah. That's Philippians chapter 2 and 8, uh, chapter 2, verse 7 and 8, hallelujah, that I read. Hallelujah. So it is with us, beloved. The secret to the Christian life is also the secret to guidance. For according to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, God 
opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Hallelujah. Turn your swords to Matthews chapter 18, verse 4. Matthews chapter 18, verse 4. He says, Whoever will humble himself, therefore, and become like this little child, trusting, lowly, loving, Forgiving is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. We must become like little children, beloved. If we want to be great in the kingdom of God, we must become servants. You know, if you ever paid attention to children, my grandchildren, hallelujah, and God has constantly reminded me, about my grandchildren, hallelujah, they, they are free. They're, free. they're free spirited. And my grandchildren, they be running around here, hallelujah, just laughing and playing and glory to God. But when mama calls, they listen. Hallelujah. When children, hallelujah, like my granddad, my um, daughter's roommate, has a, gir- a little girl, and sometimes this little girl shows the spirit of selfishness and takes away her toys from my granddaughter. And my granddaughter, she's so heartbroken. She she gets so upset. She can't function. Hallelujah. And I have to explain to her, baby, those are her things. You can't get upset because she don't want you playing with them. But, you know, the next day, all is forgotten. They plan once again. Hallelujah. We are, to have, we are to have the heart of children be like children. Hallelujah. But I can't find that scripture that said um, those that must become a servant. Hallelujah. In the kingdom of God. Hallelujah! If you want to be great, but we have been called to be called to uh, to be servants in God's kingdom. Hallelujah! And that we are to humble ourselves. We want to be great in the kingdom of God. We must learn how to humble ourselves in the face of our enemies. Glory to God. Here, God's guidance in our lives is but one of the many expressions of God's grace. If we enter our walk with God with a sense of self-importance and selfish ambition, we will eventually end up requiring God to walk with us. Rather than our, rather than, um, he's, rather than other way, it is the other way around. We will seek to whistle God down to bless our plans rather than 
seek to submit to his guiding direction. In doing so, we forfeit the daily grace that belongs to us in Christ. Like Moses, we must desire with all our heart to know God's ways. Turn your swords to Psalms. The book of Psalms, chapter 103, verse 7. We must desire with all our heart to know God's ways. Here in Psalms 103, verse 7, David goes on to say, He made known his ways of righteousness and judges, justice to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. It says he made known his ways of righteousness and justice. To Moses, we must desire to know God's ways with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our strength to seek God's right kingdom and his righteousness. The word says that we must first seek God's kingdom and his righteousness we must have that desire in in us to know God's ways and it's not always a harsh way beloved hallelujah making statements arrogant statements like if they keep on bothering me God you know my God my daddy he's going to deal with them that's not walking with the love of God. That's not even speaking with the love of God. Hallelujah. We're not even, that's not speaking the love of God, beloved. See, because you can smile on a person's face but still have unforgiveness, dislike in your heart towards an individual. And that is displaying what's in your heart. Hallelujah. If you, hallelujah, if you're having difficulty with someone, beloved, my suggestion to you is do not speak nothing ill out of your mouth against that person. You don't need to tell nobody that, that, that you're serving God and that God is going to deal with that, you. We are to take our problems with people into the closet and talk to God about it in a most loving way because we are new creatures in Christ. We are in a new kingdom. Hallelujah. The true enemy is demonic because the word of God said that we do not fight against flesh and blood. Hallelujah, but against principalities and powers in high places, wickedness in the heavenly realms. Our fight is not against our brothers and sisters, but against the principalities and powers. And because we lose foresight of that, we, we forget, beloved, as humans, that 
we're not fighting against flesh and blood. So if you have a problem with someone, do not speak ill about them. Don't say nothing about them at all in front of before nobody else. Sharing your feelings about this individual with anyone else. Take that to God. Hallelujah. I've been tempted a many a times on this broadcast to, to talk about the those that have brought so much hurt and harm to me that the Holy Spirit tells me don't no don't say that. Hallelujah. We are, hallelujah, to clear our hearts of any disagreements, any hurts, any pains of some with someone else. We are to clear our hearts, beloved. Not to have a mask on our face being perpetrating that we like them and we really truly don't. I'm the type of person, if I don't like you, I would tell you that I don't like you. I'm not going to sit up and smile in your face like we, you know, we buddy buddies hanging and all of that. I would tell you that I don't like you. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes God, the Holy Spirit gets on me about that. But I'm being true and I'm being honest. Many in the body of Christ, they wear masks. They pretend and perpetrate that they like you, that, uh, oh, oh, and that we use the word, I love you so loosely. Tell, uh, tell a brother, sis, I love you. The minute they do something wrong, hallelujah, we get upset, angry. Well, the next minute, we, we, we're, we're hurting them. And we read in Romans chapter 13, verse 10, that love does no one any wrong. It does, doesn't hurt anyone. That's because we are not honest with ourselves. Hallelujah. We're not honest with the other individual. We're not doing what the word of God says. The word of God says if your brother offends you for you to go by yourself, it didn't say with, with a whole bunch of people yet, it didn't say, pick up the telephone, I'm going to call sister so-and-so, and I'm going to tell them how this, how, how this person treated me. It says, go to your brother or your sister first. Hallelujah. Talk to them. Let them know how you feel, how they hurt you. And it says, if they don't listen. And and repent. Then it says, go and get two more witnesses, two other elders. Hallelujah. Then all three of y'all go to that individual. They, the other two are not saying anything. You're, once again, bringing to their attention. And if they don't listen to the two elders, it says, take it to the church. We do not want to do the word of God. Instead, we do totally the opposite. We'll pick up the telephone, and this is part of hearing the voice. This is part of being humble. This is part of being proud, being haughty. We'll pick up the telephone. If somebody assisting the Lord, now you know this is assisting the Lord. Y'all had a disagreement. She done something to you that you didn't like. So you call somebody else on the phone, and you tell this individual what this person did to you that you didn't like, and you sit up and make God threats. I call them God threats. 
that God going to have to show him or show her. God is going to get them. Hallelujah. This is not the spirit of God. That is not the spirit of God. That's not walking in humility. When the young man, the two men up at my job, hallelujah, and I saw the spirit, and it was a demonic spirit. When I went to get my last check, he smiled at me and with a grin, on a smirk on his face, said, I'm sorry. I looked at him. I said, no, I'm sorry for you. Hallelujah. Didn't think nothing else. Didn't say nothing else. No, I feel sorry for you. Glory to God. Don't even think about, don't even talk about them. I already told you who they are and what they do. But when it comes to our brothers and sisters in Christ, beloved, we are to be servants. Serving one another out of love. Meaning that we must die to ourselves. Our self-motives, our self-interest is all about me, me, me. We must die. And we must align ourselves to those ways, to the ways of God. And like Moses, we will then discover that God gives grace expressed in daily guidance to the humble. Hallelujah. To the humble. So that we get a clear understanding of uh, what being humble means. Hallelujah. Let us look the word up. Humble. What does it mean to be humble? Humble means marked by meekness or modesty in behavior, attitude or spirit, not arrogant or prideful. Let me read the definition again, and this is coming out of the um, the freebible.com. Marked by meekness or modesty in behavior, attitude or spirit, not arrogant or proudful. Submissive respect. Submissive respect. Hallelujah. Let me see. Conscience of one's failings, humble, unpretentious, lowly, unpretentious, lowly. To cause to become humble, humiliated, not that not that word, not humiliated, but humble and reverent. Not proud or arrogant, modest, courteously respectful, being respectful, insignificant, inferior, submissive, to feel humble in the presence of a great artist. Hallelujah. To destroy the independence or will of to destroy the independence or will of subdue, to make meek, to humble one's heart. 
Humble most often refers to a lowering of pride or arrogance, but may refer to a lessening of power or importance, humbled by failure to humble an enemy. And we do not want the Lord to humble us, beloved. Hallelujah. We He wants us to willingly humble ourselves. Meekness. The word meekness. Hallelujah. The word meekness. The word meekness means... Showing patience and humility, gentle, easily imposed on submissive. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Meekness. Exit unthinkably, exist unthinkingly like a slave, like a working animal, like a servant. Hallelujah. Humble, friendly eyes looked upon timidly, like the yes of a dog that is uncertain whether he is about to receive a pet or a blow. Glory to God. This is meekness. Looked humbly about him like a dog slipping into a strange slipping into a strange kitchen and afraid of kicks. <laughs> Hallelujah. But they are referring this as a to a dog. You know, dogs are, are, are can be humble, can be meek. That's with any animal. Hallelujah. But they do it in in, in they they do it in unknowing in an unknowingly way. They don't know if their master is getting ready to beat them or if their master is getting ready to love on them. Hallelujah. And we, we don't want to be like brute beasts. We want to be gentle and submissive. Submissive humbleness. This is how we want to be. Humble feeling. He was filled with humility at the sight of the Pope. Hallelujah. We want to... This is meekness. We want to have the feeling of being patient, submissive, and humbleness. And many of us today in the body of Christ is not submissive. We're not patient. We're not humble, full of pride and arrogancy because someone has given them a title. Now they think they're all that in a bag of chips. Hallelujah. Disposition, meekness, a disposition to be patient, and long-suffering, long-suffering is part of the fruit of the Spirit, patient, humble, humility, humbleness, a disposition to be humble, a lack of false pride. Not everyone regards humility as a virtue. Hallelujah. We are to be submissive. We are to be humble. We are to be servants of the Most High God. 
and to to end this this study to end this part of lesson um on knowing the voice of God a God of guidance our key point humility we submit ourselves to the will of God rather than expecting God to submit himself to our will key point humility we submit ourselves to the will of God rather than expecting God to submit himself to our will. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for your word on today. We thank you for your word on today, O oh Father. Teach us, Father, how to be meek. Teach us how to be humble. Teach us how to be gentle, O oh Lord. And we repent of pride, being proudful and arrogant, not only towards others, Father, but towards you. Against you and you only have we done this wickedness in your sight, O oh Lord. And we ask, O oh Father, that you would wash and cleanse us and deliver us from the spirit of pride, from the spirit of being arrogant, the Spirit, Father, being haughty, being harsh, being bitter. And we ask, O oh Father, that you would fill us with the spirit of meekness, humility, humbleness, O oh Father, that you would fill us with the spirit of patience and mercy and kindness and love, O oh Lord. Father, we want to know your ways. Teach us, O oh Lord, your ways. Teach us your statues, O oh Lord. Teach us how to observe them, O oh Father. Teach us how to be submissive to your ways, O oh Lord, and to your will. Wash us, Lord, from all unrighteousness. Wash us and cleanse us and deliver us from the spirit of the world, Father, that, Father, we are still leaning upon, O oh Lord. But we want to be like Jesus, Lord. We really want to know how he walked, Lord, and it's through your word that we will learn. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you're teaching us how to be servants. To be servants, O oh Lord. We thank you, Father. In the name of your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray. Amen. Well, beloved, until we come back, on tomorrow morning, look up the words humility, humble, also servant, hallelujah, servant, look up the word servant, because we definitely need to be servants in the kingdom of God, a servant for the Lord, hallelujah, and if you know anything about servants, they're not proud, they're not haughty. They're ever ready to be of help and assistance, which we in the body of Christ should be towards one another. And it's so sad that we cannot even approach a brother and sister and ask them questions. If you don't understand something, hallelujah, I was going to uh, broadcast on Pow Talk, but after so many negative experiences, from the Christian chat rooms that are on Pow Talk, I decided not to do so. I don't want to be, hallelujah, a servant of the Lord, that when someone comes in my room and, I, and they ask me a question, 
I want to be able to answer their question in humbleness and meekness, but not so with the Christian chat rooms that is on How Talk. A question was posed in the chat room about um, the the meek shall inherit the earth about those of rights. And they were coming out of Ezekiel. So I read the Ezekiel, I read it. I didn't understand it. Hallelujah. I don't know why people seem to think that people that are ministers or pastors leaders are woo-wop-de-wham, that they're superhuman and that they know everything. I don't know everything, beloved. And if I don't know something, I seek and I inquire and I ask questions so that I can learn and know. So I asked um, the, the, the host of the room, can you explain this to me? Hallelujah, the true spirit came out. I really, I didn't understand it. Oh, well, it's self-explanatory. Okay, but still, can you explain it to me? We don't take orders from newcomers. I mean, it was ugly, y'all. But this is why I, I choose not to broadcast on Pow Talk. Hallelujah. God may change my mind a little later on, but... Hallelujah. I, I don't want to be uh, affiliated, associated with someone that is wearing a mask or claiming to be a believer, born-again believer. It is not. That was not the spirit of God, and I said it. I, you're not a believer. You don't even have the spirit of God. See, us as believers, beloved, when someone has a question and they don't understand something, Leaning on the Holy Spirit and not on our flesh, we should be able to explain what, explain it to them. We should be able to answer their question. And if we can't answer their question, our response would be, I'm sorry, sister or brother, I don't know the answer to that, but I will be seeking to find the answer for your question. This is part of being humble. This is part of being a servant. Leaders don't know everything. They don't know all things. We want to be, hallelujah, men and women that's transparent, that people could come to us and talk to us. We don't want to be full of pride, arrogant, hallelujah, soaking in everybody else's revelation that God given them and not sharing whatever revelation God given you. I know somebody like that. We'll soak up your teaching, but will not share what the Lord is sharing with them with you. Hallelujah. We don't, we, want, we don't want to be that way. We want to be humble and meek like Moses was, like Christ was and is. Hallelujah. Well, beloved, on tomorrow, uh, we're going to talk about Joshua. Talk about Joshua and Gideon. Gideon is my favorite story. Gideon is my favorite story. He was definitely, hallelujah, Gideon was, hallelujah, he suffered from um, low self-esteem real bad, hallelujah, and God cured him of that. 
God reassured him that he was with him. But we're going to talk about Joshua and Gideon on tomorrow. So read Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 11, and also Judges chapter 6 about Gideon for tomorrow's lesson. Hallelujah. As we close out, glory to God, as we close out and go on our separate ways, I just pray that um, that the Lord will be with you. Hallelujah. That the Lord will keep you, that the Lord will bless you, and that the Lord's face will shine upon you. Continue to seek his face, beloved. That is a command. You know, we want to have nice cars, we want to have nice homes, nice clothes. But we forget what is most important, and that's seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness, that our souls may be right before our king. We don't want to be people that someone gives us a title that we're full of pride, we get haughty, we get arrogant to the point that no one can talk to you because you think you know it all or you 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 we don't want to get to that point where we we are not receivers glory to god hallelujah somebody come and tell you you know you call somebody and ask them a question or you tell them something that's going on and the person responds to you well you know that that is a spirit oh well i know that then what is your purpose for calling if you knew that, why did you ask me what it was? <laughs> Hallelujah. We want to be people that are humble and meek. That is easy to conversate with. That's not arrogant and full of pride. We don't want to be people that wear a mask. We put our mask on, Hallelujah, when we go to church when we're around other religious people, we put our mask on, we play the role, we say the right things, hallelujah, we pray the right prayers. But when we get home in our natural environment, we take that mask off and we see you. the real you comes out. You want, We want to be humble and meek 365 days out of a year, 12 days, uh, 12 hours out of, 24 hours out of a day, all day. Whether we're in the presence of religious people or rather we're in our natural environment, on our work jobs, at home or whatever, we want to emanate the meekness and humbleness, hallelujah, of God. Glory to God. See, because when you're proud and arrogant, it builds walls. It builds walls. And we don't want to build walls, but we want to stay meek and humble. Well, I love you. I love you guys with the love of the Lord. Hallelujah. May God bless you. May God's face shine up on you as you continually Continue to seek his face by sitting at his feet and learning from him until tomorrow, beloved. God bless you.
Amen and Shalom. Thank you, Father, for thy word, for thy word is truth. Thank you, Lord. In Christ the Messiah's name, amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.